0: At least you're not, and I get it, you are trying to put a positive spin on it, and I respect that desire, but often how that makes the recipient feel is, is that you're undermining their right to feel pain or sadness or anger, and trying to immediately turn it around to the positive, it's not helpful, it's not fair, and it kind of makes you look like a jerk. You are listening to the High Growth Founders Podcast, where we give you unfiltered truth and ideas about accelerating the growth of your startup and becoming the founder you were born to be. No fluff, no games, just straight to business. I'm your host, Casey Jones. Through my career as a coach, consultant, advisor, and mentor, I've worked with hundreds of founders on their go to market strategy building an authentic personal brand, and growing as a leader. You are here for one thing, growth. And this show is dedicated to helping founders accelerate growth, period. We will dive into not only the best strategies that are working today, but discuss the biggest mistakes and failures that industry leaders have made in the past so you don't have to. So kick back, relax, and let's get into the show. Okay, folks, it is time for a lesson in empathy. I've been going through a physical challenge. I'll I'll share more in just a minute. And it's been reminding me of the sometimes stupid and sometimes wonderful things people have said in their attempt to support me through challenging times. And if there is one thing I know about life, it's that we all go through challenging times. And that means that this is going to affect you someday and it's like going to affect every single person that you love and care about someday too. So keep listening. And we're going to talk a little bit about how do you support someone going through hard times, the things not to say and the things to say. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, folks, uh, today, I want to start with a little bit of an announcement, because it's going to explain the context of what we're about to talk about. So for those of you that don't follow me on social or don't know me in real life, you might not know that, what, four weeks ago, four weeks ago, I broke my leg uh, requiring surgery. And so I have been on crutches for the last month, hobbling around, actually not even going anywhere except for the doctor. And it's, it sucked. It has been a real pain in the ass. I got to be honest with you. And, um, it's made me think again about a, a, something I've thought about a lot in the last kind of five to seven years of my life. It's about, what do you say to someone going through a hard time? Because I've gone through some pretty dramatic, challenges in the last kind of like 10 years or so of my life. And people have said some incredibly stupid things. And now I'm very good at sort of rolling with it and, and not being annoyed. But especially when things are hard, um, and especially when it was newer for me, sometimes the comments people would make would be really, really challenging. And I realize I'm not alone in this. I recently read in a book, Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Told Myself which is all, it's written by a woman um, while she's going through cancer, a stage four colon cancer. And at the very end of her book, she has this whole appendix basically of all the things you should not say to someone with cancer. And it made me think about my experiences with this. And I put together a thread on Twitter and I got some very interesting responses and a lot of people being like, oh my God, thank you. And so I decided to put together an episode for all of you of when someone you know is going through something, what not to say and what to say. And we're going to start with the what not to say, because frankly, those are funnier. <laughs> and we'll, we'll end on a good note of what to say when someone's going through something, something tough. And it can be something physical, it can be a health crisis, but it could also just be a personal crisis, divorce, job loss you know loss of a loved one anything like that grief challenge struggle like you name it um all of this works okay so some of the worst things to say <sighs> number 1 is well at least at least you're not and i get it you are trying to put a positive spin on it and i respect that desire but often how that makes the recipient feel is is that you're undermining their right to feel pain or sadness or anger and trying to immediately turn it around to the positive. It's not helpful. It's not fair. And it kind of makes you look like a jerk. So number two, have you tried, especially if it's a health thing, you get this all the time. And what was really interesting is when I was doing research for this post, I actually did a post on Twitter saying, hey, what are some of the stupidest things people have said to you when you've been going through a health crisis? And one guy responded, because I listed some of mine and I listed that I'd had an autoimmune issue. And he immediately responded with Wim Hof breathing and cold showers. And I was like, did you not read this at all? And then he argued with me. And it was classic, classic, that this was his need to come in and kind of rescue Or be smart. It's like it's not helpful. And especially if it's a chronic issue, you're going to get this all the time. So let me tell you you saying something that you read in a blog post once is not helpful. It's insulting, it's frustrating, and we all probably get it a gazillion times. So stop it. Uh, Number three, God has a plan, or the universe has a plan, or everything happens for a reason, or whatever it is. The idea that some higher power has a vested interest in my pain, particularly when I'm deep in it and in the middle of it, is not helpful. It's insulting. It's depressing. And I might reach that conclusion on my own, but I'm not going to reach it by you telling me to. Uh, Number four. Oh, this happened to my friend once. Okay. Well, unless you have really like constructive ideas on how your friend solved this problem and how I might be able to learn from that. I don't want to hear it because oftentimes what people wind up saying is they then tell you a horrible story about what their friend went through. And like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Am I now supposed to ask you a bunch of questions showing empathy for your friend? Am I supposed to feel more depressed because I'm not, Um, because other people go through this and it didn't turn out well for them. Like there's no, there's not a lot about this that is actually going to be helpful for me. So I would just avoid that one. Um, when it's a health crisis, a common one is, uh, oh, but you look great. You don't look sick at all. And most of my health challenges are invisible. So you telling me I look great. It's like, I get it that you're trying to compliment me. But all it does is make me feel like I somehow don't have a right to feel the way that I do, or that I won't get um, empathy or sympathy for my experience, because I don't have a visible sign of it. And again, it demeans my experience, it undermines it. If you're listening to this show, I know you care about growth, growth of the revenue and even better, the profits of your business, growth of the freedom and autonomy in your life and growth of yourself as a founder. And you are exactly who I created the high growth founders newsletter for. When you subscribe every week, you get an email with simple, actionable advice to help you be the high growth founder you were meant to be. No BS, no fluff just the strategies, tactics, and resources I've learned that help you grow your business and yourself as a founder. So go to newsletter.highgrowthfounders.com and subscribe today. Okay, here's another one. And I get this one a lot, especially when it comes to some of my physical things they make a joke. They say like, oh, oh my God, you're so clumsy. You're so unlucky. And they think it's funny. And, you know, when it comes to my, some of my physical challenges, especially with my balance stuff, it's, you know, I have a much more complicated situation. It wasn't like, oops, I just happened to fall. You know, I have a degenerate, I have a degenerative neurological disease, a genetic one. Um, this is the this is part of something I will deal with for the rest of my life. It will only get worse from here. You making a joke about my clumsiness, um, it sucks. It's incredibly insulting. It's incredibly hurtful. It sucks. And I've learned that the people that make it are people that really don't like me, are people that I've always had a weird tension with. And they are just so excited to have something to sort of Knock me down a peg. And it sucks. I know I'm saying it sucks a lot. <laughs> that's, I guess, the theme of this section of the podcast. I promise we're going to get to good things in just a minute. And last but not least, on the worst. It's like, oh my God, that is awful. This is so terrible. So some pe- times people get really, really dramatic about it. And that's not really helpful either, because all of a sudden, I feel like I'm in this situation where I have to convince you that it's not that bad. I have to somehow explain why like I'm still doing okay, and it, it, it puts me in the position that I don't think I deserve to be in. And I know that this is not a great situation. I know it's hard, and I know it's unfair, but I don't need you adding a lot of drama to it. It's exhausting, and it makes me just not want to be around you. Okay, now. For five things that you should say. And then I'm going to give you one little bonus thing. It's not a thing to say, but it's a thing to do um, that makes a huge, huge difference when someone is struggling. So, number one is, oh my God, that sucks. I'm so sorry. That's it. That's it. All I want is for you to validate my feelings. I want someone to be an empathetic witness to my pain and to my experience. I don't need you to cheer me up. I don't need you to solve it. I just want you to be there. Number two, what's one way I can make your life easier as you go through this? And then give them some suggestions. You can say like, hey, I can just listen. I can bring you some food. I can run your errands. I can babysit for a while. I can drive you to appointments. Like, I know you want to help. So give them very specific ways that you can help take the weight off of them of figuring out how you can help them. It is so incredibly helpful. I can't even begin to tell you. After the dog attack, I had this group of women that they were like, hey, we got you. We're going to bring you a bunch of food. We're not going to even knock on the door. We're just going to put it on your doorstep. We know you've got dietary restrictions. We got it. And like that was huge. It was so supportive. It was so kind. It was so loving and it didn't require anything of me. Or my partner, who was super stressed and doing so much to take care of me. It also supported him as my caregiver. Number three, hey, I'm here when you need me. Sometimes asking for help is just, it's, it's too much. It's overwhelming. And so having someone just remind us that they're there And what I really encourage is that you do this one consistently. Don't wait for a response. If someone's going through a really hard time every couple of days, just send them a quick message being like, Hey, I'm thinking of you. Because this is something that I have learned is people get over your trauma way faster than you do. And so you'll get a lot of support in kind of the first week or two. And then people go back to their regular lives and you're still struggling, but no one's checking in anymore. And it's lonely and it's hard. Number four, Do you want to vent? Do you want to cry? Do you want to get cheered up? I'm happy to do whatever you need. Right. So I've had a friend who's like, Hey, you can call me and just bitch, or I can send you a bunch of adorable dog videos, or we can watch a sad movie together um, on the phone and we can just cry together. Like, what do you want? What do you need? So there's, it's kind of that like, offering ways to help, but this is all emotional support, not physical. And oftentimes we want to dive in and and do kind of physical help and support, but oftentimes that's not really what we need because we've got caretakers, we've got givers that are doing that. And frankly, we live in the modern age where it's like you can DoorDash, you can you can take care of those those needs a lot more easily than we used to be able to while going through something hard. So it's the emotional stuff that can be incredibly helpful. Okay, number five, this is the last one I'm going to say other than my little bonus. And this is a really, really big one. And I want you all to remember this because this might be the best. Hey, I don't even know what to say. I just want you to know that I care about you. I'm thinking about you. And damn it, that honesty is so refreshing You don't have to have all the answers. You just need to be there and validating my feelings, being honest about why it's hard for you. It is, it feels real in a way where a lot of these conversations don't. The last one I'm going to add is when, when something bad happens to a friend, I want you to put a reminder in your phone because on the year anniversary, your friend is going to remember and no one else will. And I think that's one of the hardest things for me about the dog attack is June 10th means so, 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 so much to me and no one else remembers it. And so I find I wind up having to bring it up with loved ones so they know why I'm going through a hard time. And I really wish that they would just put a reminder in their phone, just like you put a reminder in your phone of like when your friend's child is born. Put a reminder in your phone of when a friend goes through a loss. Don't have to bring it up specifically with them, but you can just send them a message saying, hey, I'm thinking about you today, and they will know. And it means more than I can possibly explain. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this was a little lesson in empathy. The whole point here is think about what they need, put them first, and be really freaking honest about it. I wish... I hope you never need to use this, but I guarantee you will. So I hope this helps now. I hope it helps in the future. Uh, In love and growth, thank you for another episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode on the High Growth Founders Podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show of whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. And look, much like this show, I love getting into the good, the bad, and everything in between. So please feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show and consider subscribing to the High Growth Founders newsletter by going to highgrowthfounders.substack.com. You'll get the show delivered to your inbox every single week, plus stories, insights, and actionable tips from my work helping founders accelerate their growth and from my own journey, accelerating my own. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we are here to learn from one another. So please, if the episode made you think of a founder who is leveling up in their business, take a screenshot and share it with them. Okay, that's all I've got. In love and growth, I am out of here. See you next time.